rising to this occasion, we realize that we've been getting told an awful lot by God about what this occasion looks like. And now we're starting to, you know, navigate, which is what I was just talking to Danny about, about what this next step looks like to navigate this. And are you willing to sit still and let God then take you where he wants to take you? Or are you still trying to do God? And the only option you have sitting out there in the middle of that lake or the ocean or wherever you were is for you to use your hands to start moving yourself. But uh, you won't keep doing it. Where are you going? You know what I'm saying? Just, you've got no place to go. There's no end in sight for you, for you to head towards. So you're really in a place of having to have absolute trust in God. And that's a beautiful, beautiful place to be where you have nothing else to depend on or nothing else that you can lean on. You have nothing there except having learned to trust God. And I've been trying to get you all there for a long time where it's just Jesus and nothing else matters, where it's not about anything else. It's about just trusting him. So today's having a rising to the occasion, May 15th, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. The whole thing, there's that hope chest at work, right? What is the hope of his calling? And the challenge is many of you feel called but because you don't know what you're called to, you haven't been close enough to God for him to actually reveal that to you, yet you're, you're kind of stuck. And so you keep reacting by doing other things to keep kind of busy work to keep yourself busy that's not really where you need to be. This busy work's not of God. God, God is very clear, very concise, and really, really simple. So simple, so Concise. There's no wasted time. There's no uh, overbearing rules and regulations. There's just, trust me. And when you get that place where you can just trust him and not have to get caught up in all the mental, um, forgive me, masturbation, where you're coming, coming, freaking out about stuff over and over and over and over again, trying to make yourself feel good and stuff. Why don't you just let it alone and God take it from here, right? And so as you, as you begin to let God take it from here, there's a whole life that you get to learn you could have or maybe you uh, didn't know you already have, but it's in there. And we're going to have to go open up that, like I said earlier, that hope chest, that chest where you got all that stuff stacked away and start utilizing those, those gifts God's given you to build that hope in your future. So we see what that looks like. So remember what you're saved for. The Son of God might be manifested in your mortal flesh. We're not saved for any other reason other than that Jesus can be revealed in you. Yeah. Manifested in you that others might see Jesus, not see you. Bend the whole energy of your powers to realize the election as a child of God and rise to that occasion every single time. Mm-hmm. You start seeing what you're called for and then rise up to be that what you've been called to be. That's why I'm saying to Danny about the boat, what I'm going to say to you all today. When you stop worrying about where you're going and, what, and who you look like and quit trying to fix everything that's broken, then you're going to have to wait upon the Lord for him to show you what the next thing is. And many of you, it says, wicked flee when no one's chasing you. you got a lot of ugly past and you feel wicked, but you're not wicked anymore. Unless you're still, you know, aspiring to be that wicked thing you were before. And God will even fix it. But here, here's the challenge. Right when things have to stand still and you don't know what to do, the tendency is to go back and revel in those past moments, the feel good that you had of that, and start, you know, imagining what that might be like again as you go forward. And and and, and it only only can do is corrupt your future too. But it's the only thing that felt good and the only thing you, you can recall back to. Well, I've confessed all this stuff, but, you know, maybe I can have this again in the future. It's like, why would you want to have corruption in the future? 
See, you don't, you don't, you don't bother to trust the fact that God's got something much bigger to plan. And while He's waiting to see if you're going to be righteous and faithful or not, you know He's got you standing still. But if you take off running, His proof is that the manifest over the righteous judgment of God counts you worthy for the kingdom of of God. But the things you suffer, you didn't want her to suffer, so you try to go remedy it. So therefore, the manifest token of the, the payment that you've given God doesn't get you in heaven because the payment you used was self, 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 self. And he's not letting you in with self. You cannot do anything for your salvation, but you must do something to manifest it. Why? It's in there. You ought to manifest that, that saved lifestyle instead of trying to do something to get saved. There's no, no you know, for, formula or one, two, three plan to get you there. You're, it's already there. There's a one, two, three plan to get the hell out of the way so we can. What do I got to do to trust God and start letting him out? Well, that might come in a little itty-bitty bites to start with. That elephant bites, right? But you you know that sooner or later, if you keep doing it, the elephant will get eaten, right? Amen. So start eating that damn elephant and let that peace come upon you to walk in the, in the fact that you've started eating this elephant. Amen. It looks like, my God, I'll never eat the whole thing. You will. But it's going to take you some time and it's going to take some consistency and you're going to have to stay on point for that. Are you working in? Are you working it out with your tongue or your brain, your nerves? Are you letting God get you straight? If you're still the same miserable cross patch, keep doing the same miserable things, set in your own way, then it's a lie to say that God has saved and sanctified you. If you're still caught up in your nonsense, it's a lie to say you've been saved and sanctified. Could you be saved? Yes. yes. But not sanctified. So then, are you walking in your salvation? No. So he's done his job. You might even have accepted the fact that he did his job. But if you're not walking in what he requires of you to be sanctified in him by, by applying those things to yourself, what do you got? God is the master engineer. He allows the difficulties to come in order to see if you can vault over them properly. So by my God, I've leaped over a wall. God will never shield you from any of the requirements of being his son or daughter. Go back to what he's talking about in, in 1 John 3. He isn't sure what I'm going to be, but one thing I do know is that I will, that, you know, well, when he comes, I will see him as he is because I became like him. God's working something out in you and you're letting him. But many of you haven't let him yet. You're too busy trying to do it yourself because you don't know what to do. You're freaked out so you can't sit still long enough so you're doing something yourself. And it's always mechanical. It's always methodical. It's not based on the grace of God. Peter says, Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which to try you. Rise to that occasion. Handle it. Do the thing. It does not matter how much it hurts as long as it gives God the chance to manifest himself in mortal flesh. Um, death doesn't sound like fun to me. And especially if i got to crucify myself. If I have to... I have to mortify myself, my members. My, that means I gotta put myself in place. Better to enter heaven, you know. To if your eye offends you, cast it out. Or your 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 hand offends you, cut it off. It's, it'd be better for you to do that to enter heaven maimed than to not go to heaven at all. So he said to do this. Sometimes it might be painful. It might cost you a relationship. It might cost you a way of looking at things or seeing things. It might cost you lots of different facets of things that you have learned to want to live with. They've become your little, your little, uh, 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 what does it say in the scriptures? Your little niceties, you know, or whatever you want. It, it's become the little dainties in your life, and, and you're not willing to give them up. God's going, but they got to go. You can't bring those dainties along with you. You have to let them go. 
and trust that I will give you something much, much better than that thing that you're excited about right now. But you, you, you don't know that. Why? Because you've been lied to your whole life. Your family has abused you. You're every member, no matter what happened. So somehow or another, you just think you're, you're just meant to be abused. And you've, you've come with a mindset. And, I, and what's, what scares me is in this church, you know better. And more importantly, as I've taught you better, but you somehow can't let go of that stuff because that's just your go-to. Well, how about get it gone so we don't go to it anymore? Amen. Right? God will never shield you from any of the requirements of a son or daughter. He says, don't think it's strange when the fire trial comes. Rise to the occasion to do it. It doesn't matter how much it hurts. But he's going to be able to manifest the Son of God in your flesh. May God not find the whine, the whimper, the you know, boo-hoos in us anymore. But he may find us full of spiritual pluck and athleticism, ready to face anything he brings. Yes, Lord. In you, I can do all things through Christ who gives me his strength. I can do all things. Not, I can do all things. I can do whatever he brings me because Christ is going to empower me to be able to. That's what that verse means. It's not how it's used, but that's what it means. He brings, we have to exercise ourselves to the Son of God, maybe manifest in our mortal flesh. So God never has museums. You can't just give your life to God and just say, okay, I'm just going to stay over and be cool. No, 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 no. You're, for you to be a, a daughter or a son of God, you're going to be trained by God. That's why I talked about the message of the day. When you're a child of God, um, you're, you're no greater than a servant until the tutors and the people around you have raised you up to be a, to be a son or a daughter. Even a son or a daughter, no matter who it is, have to be trained by our father before we can actually take the position of being an heir. Yes. We're nothing different than a servant. And then our father is the servant. So he says, come and learn my nature by practicing what I know. <clears throat> then I'll move you to a place of being my son or daughter. Well, actually, now, now that I know you know how to serve and you know what to do, then I'll move you to a place of honor. But in the meantime, go do what you got to go do. Right? Yes. The only aim of life is the Son of God be manifested all dictation to God. You're not telling God nothing. He's telling you. Our Lord never dictated to His Father and we are not here to dictate to God. We are here to submit to His will so that I, He may work through us what He wants. He can take you wherever He's got to take you to get you perfected in who you've been called to be. And you go, well, I don't know what it is. We ain't going to find out if we don't let Him have His way. When the, we realize this, He will make us broken bread and poured out wine to feed and nourish lots of other people. He will use us as an example for many other lives when we finally realize that he's the only one that can get us there. Right? Yes. Turn with me to Romans chapter 1. This is a tough message. A lot of things I'm going to teach today I've been teaching before, as you know. But... It's a tough message because the message stands on its own two feet. It is holy, righteous, and true. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about what I'm going to teach you today. The ifs, ands, and buts are setting in the seats. You. Because I'm not going to teach you anything I haven't already taught you. I'm not going to share anything with you that you shouldn't already know. So it's a tough message because I'm asking you to rise to the occasion based on what Scripture says, but based on the Scripture you already know because I've taught you. That's a tough message. How do I take something I've already taught you and put it to you in such a way that you might this time realize, oh, that's what you better. Oh, I get it now. Or, okay, I heard what you said. Now I want to go. What, I'm not sure what I can do to change up the message that I'm going to teach. But the, the whole point is, <clears throat> rising to the occasion is not about me. <clears throat> rising to the occasion is about you. 
And, and my job is to point out all the things that are keeping you from rising to the occasion, which is what I've had to do like nonstop the last two and a half weeks again. You know, it's so sad. Is we had this garbage happen. We came out. We did well. And then we fell down and acted like a bunch of idiots. Then we plowed through that and started doing right again. It got really cool for a, a, a two, three, four weeks, whatever. And then you fell on your ass as if none of that was real or true. So I'm like, how did you go from here to this? And then throw it away and go back to being as debased as you've ever been before. And now I'm having a hell of a time to get you to battle your way out of that, that mindset of the debasements again. Because you, you've already been, you've already been ser- saved from it and set apart from it. And then you went back to it. Now I'm trying to get you out of it again. And this time you're, you're having a less of success because you know what you did. And then... You don't want to go back anymore, but you're not willing to give up the things that keep causing you to go back. What a tough method. How do I teach you how to rise to the occasion when the occasion doesn't seem, you know, uh, subjected enough in this position for you to want to change? Lynn Jackson's pretty clear, right? This stuff's coming. You know, the the end is at hand. The time is now. Talking about all that, well, um, if now's the time, the end is here, and you know it's closer now than it's ever been, and you don't know what to do, as long as you haven't been taught, but you haven't practiced it even, how did you plan to get through to this next place to rise up to the occasion that's coming? I'd love to hear an answer. I, I don't know that any of you have got an answer. I don't know there's an answer inside of you that says, oh, I'm just, I just don't want to need, I just need to start listening to God. Well, duh, no shit. But that's nothing you haven't said before. My point is, what is it that's hindering you and it's each one of you is individually different. But the challenge and the problem is, is individuality. You have a personality created in God's nature. You were created in his very image. So that's in you. He's giving you the righteousness. He's giving you salvation. He's giving you redemption. He's giving you, you know, a holy, everything that you can want is in you already. And, and you still insist upon driving the car. And you've done nothing but put the sucker in a ditch repeatedly. So it's like, how do I get you to quit driving? Y'all know I, I grew up when, and, and when I was younger, I, I partied and had a great old time my whole life. And, and um, the, the biggest thing was, was, wasn't that I was a drunk. I'd go out and drink a few beers. I'd get in my car and drive. And four times people ran into me, you know. But, you know, it's like God saying, You're, I, I want to let you know you need to stop that, right? So how do you teach me? By people running to me and me having a .08 and getting popped for a DUI. But I, I went to go, okay, how do I solve this problem? Because no matter what I do, when I go out and have a few drinks, I don't let anybody drive me. I hate people. This idiot drove me yesterday the other day and I damn near killed him, okay? <laughs> but it's like, and it was just with the eye doctor at home. I don't let people, they don't know what they're doing. I've driven them so, you know, it says if you've driven a million miles in your life, you've, you've experienced every possible situation. Now, that doesn't mean the situation won't be different, but every possible situation. I've driven almost two million so I've driven a lot in my life, okay? And I've driven every kind of thing you can drive in life, from big trucks to, to, to tractors to you know, go-karts. I've driven everything, and everything's different. I've learned how to, to navigate those things. So I've learned those things. I've, I, I've, ex- I've experienced those things. So when I start to, when I, when I want to get someplace, I kind of know what I got to do, right? Well, the challenge I'm facing is we're all trying to go to someplace, and you guys act like you don't know what to do. You don't know how to get there from here. And I've taught it and taught it and taught it and taught it and taught it. And I'm, and I'm, I'm confused. So what I learned back when, when I was younger was drinking. The only way I could solve the problem 
It's just not to drink anymore. Didn't mean I couldn't go out. Couldn't, didn't mean I couldn't drive home. Couldn't, do all this, I just, if I drank, I couldn't drive. Well, then I will not drink. Because I don't want anybody else driving me. Now, that, that, now, most people say, well, just, just give your keys to a bartender and, and, and call, a, call a taxi. I'd have two or three beers, and that was it. But it doesn't matter. Two beers, you're a .08. That's it. You're legally drunk after two beers. Well, I'm 225 pounds. Okay? You go out and drink, you're thirsty, you've been out working your tail all day, two or three beers is done in the first 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? It's not a big deal. But it makes a big deal. So for me, the only option I had is don't drink or drink something else, which I did. I started drinking, you know, uh, Coke with Rose's Lime in it. I drink tonic and lime. I drink uh, near beer, whatever the hell they call it. I didn't like that stuff. Just, I found it, but the whole point, I couldn't do that anymore. People say, well, now you can go home. Watch, you can just drink at home when you're at home. I, I don't want to do that anymore, period. In, in my life, when I evaluated, it never did anything good for me. I could never go back and say, oh, I had, we had a party and I was drinking it, and this is the good that came out of it. I couldn't find anything good about it. So I killed it. Said no more. I watch you in your life, and the things that are, well, have never been of any good to you, and never will be of any good to you, you can't seem to give them up. And I'm trying to tell you, Drop that crap and come over here and live life. Just know that stuff can't be part of your life anymore because it doesn't bring any good to you. Start focusing on what can be good for you. And for whatever reason, I can't get you to get your mindset to realize that's what you need to do. You're so bent on, you know, blaming and accusing and making excuses and justifications and all this garbage that you do instead of walking in the light of the Lord. And it only just not only just hurts you, it damages your relationships, damages everything else. And sorry, but that poor, poor, pitiful me thing, that little tune doesn't play here. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get you to stop those things that are not going to get you what you want to get and start realizing, what do I got to do to eliminate those things from my life? And how do I, you always look for something to do, find a way to kill the shit that needs to be killed. Do what God said, but more importantly, kill the stuff that doesn't, isn't of God. Have a unholy, you know, unholy tolerance is not good. Make it a holy intolerance where you don't want those things in your life anymore and you eliminate them and make sure that your tolerance is a holy tolerance. Why do I say tolerance? Because it's going to sometimes be great, sometimes it's going to look like crap, but it doesn't matter. A holy tolerance. I'm waiting upon the Lord. So if we talk about this message, we're looking for hope, you'll start finding your hope when you start what? trusting in God because your hope's not going to come from you, right? First chapter of Romans, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. We can all say I'm not ashamed of it. But if you're not using it for life, you must be ashamed of it. For that gospel of Christ is the power of God to all, uh, the salvation of all of us that believe. It is the gift of God to get us what we need to get to and then help us deliver ourselves under the eternal life through the kingdom of God. So that's the only way we can get there. It says, for there is the righteousness of God then revealed, faith to faith, moment by moment, bite by bite. Faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith, the just shall live by bites. Little itty bitty decisions. It's not one great big decision. It's 
choosing today who you're going to serve, and now just choosing today, but then choosing, you know, in, the, in this hour, and then choosing in this minute, and then choosing in the seconds within the minute. Start learning that, making those righteous choices, right? Yes. Romans 5.1. Therefore, being justified by that faith that we just realized, we have peace with God through Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we've also have an access by that faith into his divine influence wherein we stand. And we rejoice in what? The hope of the glory of God. Yes. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations. During the tribulation, it's going to cause me to learn how to be patient. Why? Well, I can realize that God's, God's allowing it, but so it must be for my, his glory, but for my edification, right? Yes. Knowing that tribulation is going to help work patience. Patience is going to give me experience, and experience is going to increase my hope. Amen. And hope's going to make me not ashamed. Remember, it says, don't be ashamed of the gospel. Yes. The only thing that's going to help me not be ashamed is the hope of the glory of God. So if you don't start having a hope, it ain't going to get you there. So as you have experiences doing things that I want you to do, this bite-sized life, mm -hmm. you're going to start having hope in bite sizes. And pretty soon you're going to have a hope that's actually vi viable in the situation where you're not going to want to give up your hope anymore. You're going to live differently because of the hope that you now have that you haven't had for most of your life. Mm -hmm. Okay? Hope makes us not ashamed because the love of God is then shed abroad in my hearts for the Holy Ghost, which is given to us. And then realizing we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man one might dare to die. But God commands his love towards us in that while we were yet worthless and sinners, still unqualified, right? Disqualified. Christ died for us. Much more than now being justified by his blood, we shall now be saved from the wrath, but only through him. For if we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. How much more now being reconciled shall we be saved by his life? He has fixed and reconciled your past where it doesn't matter anymore, so now it can be just Jesus. How much more will we have the life now if we just walk in just Jesus? Right. Yeah. And not only so, we also join God through Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. Now I have... He, he died for me, and I can now say, I personally have received that atonement. Why? All of my sins are, in fact, forgiven. I have received, past tense, that. Amen. So that atonement's mine. I just want to know, is it yours? Mm -hmm. And if it is, why is it not manifesting itself? Mm -hmm. Right? Yes. So what I would say is you might need to rise to the occasion, the occasion of being in the right place that you would understand what the atonement is and how it, how it has, has removed you even while you were yet sinners. He washed you clean. Where they, you know, they, it don't matter. Where you've been reconciled by God so that doesn't matter anymore. Then why do you keep going back to it and, and chewing 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 when you can just walk forward start taking many bites and just start feeding yourself the way you need to? Amen. You may have had a big piece of gristle in your mouth? Yep. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, it's like, finally, I can't even chew that stupid stuff, right? Yes. Well, why would we want to then, oh, okay, I love gristle. You're an idiot, you know? Yes. You know? Everybody wants to cut it off and get rid of it. Well, if we were smart enough to know how to do that, why is it we can't get rid of the gristle in our lives? Mm. Why are you still going over it and chewing on this and chewing on this? Why don't you just spit it out and go find something better to eat? I'm trying to get you the bite-sized pieces of faith by faith by faith by faith in Christ Jesus in the, that elephant in your life, whatever that elephant happens to be in your particular life. Let's go bite-sized pieces and realize that my faith will get built by every bite I eat. I'll have trust that sooner or later it's going to be done. Amen. And I'm really excited because now, I, you remember all things you were looking for something to do? you got something to do, now what? Eat the elephant. Yes. You know? And I don't know what you do. You cut a little piece off on the back side, cut a little piece on the front side, we'll go by the ear. I mean, you get to pick it, you get a whole elephant to eat. Mm -hmm. Start somewhere and start eating, right? Yes. Yes. 
How, how silly is that that we can't seem to make that relatable to our thinking? Romans 6.1. What should we say then? Should we continue in sin? Keep doing it the wrong way? That somehow God's divine influence is going to have to keep getting us out of a mess? God forbid. How should we that are dead to sin? We're dead to it. Why are we still living in light of it? No, you're not that so many of us that were baptized into Christ were then baptized in his death. When you were baptized, whether it was spiritual or, or actually a water baptism, when I baptized you in the name of the Lord Jesus, you were baptized into the death of Christ. So now the life of Christ might become able to come forth out of your life, manifest in your mortal flesh. So therefore we are buried with him by the baptism of death, like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should also walk in a newness of life. Amen. If we've been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. No doubt. No question. Only interference is you. Yes. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that with the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we would not serve sin, but that he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dies no more, death has no more dominion over him. For that he died, he died into sin once, but he lives, he lives unto God, as we should also. So likewise, reckon yourselves also to be dead and to sin, but alive through God, the Lord Jesus Christ our Lord, and living unto God. Let not sin there will reign in your mortal body anymore, that you should obey it and its lust. Neither yield yourselves members as instruments of unrighteousness and sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those who are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God and to his holiness. Yes. For sin shall not have dominion over you either. If you're not under the law, but you're under grace. 8.1 Therefore, there's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For those, well, the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from that law of sin and death. For what law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son the likeness of sin a sinful flesh, and for sin condemned the sin in the flesh. Amen. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but now walk after the Spirit of God. Amen. To be carnally minded now is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. So we're looking for life and peace, so we need to get spiritually minded. Yes. Because the carnal mind is at odds against God, for it's not subject to the law of God either. Indeed, it can't. Your best thinking is not subject to the law of God. Why? Because he can't... He got, you gave you free will. You got the right to do that. It's just not good for you. But you are not in the flesh. Oh, then they're in the flesh. I'm sorry, cannot please God. But you're not in the flesh, but in the spirit. And so the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if you have not the spirit of Christ, you're not his anyway. But if Christ be in you, the body is then dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. If Christ and you are together, then it's already done. Why aren't you living like that? Why aren't you living to prove it? If Christ be in you, the body is dead already because of sin, and the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. Sooner or later, he'll fix you. He'll start working on you one body at a time and get you going. Therefore, brother, we are debtors not to the flesh, but to live after the flesh. But if we live after the flesh, you shall die. But if through the spirit you do mortify or kill the deeds of the body, you shall live. For as many that are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons or children of God. For you have not received the spirit of daughters to get in fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Daddy. Amen. The spirit itself bears witness with us in our spirit that our, we are, in fact, the children of God. And then if children, 
than heirs, and heirs of God, joint heirs of Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together with him. Amen. For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. Amen. Not to us, in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. We're waiting for God to bring the angels down here and finish this, right? For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willing. We were made subject to, I want my rights to myself because of what Adam did, Eve did. But by reason of him who was subjected to the same hope. So he was given the, the curse because of what they did, but he also brought his son said to give you the hope. Say, I appreciate what he did and you're part of that and I'm going to help get you way out. But many of you are still stuck in Adam and Eve. Still reminiscing all the Adam and Eve stuff you did. Rights to yourself that you did. There was, and today you somehow don't want to give up those rights because they were pretty stupid. Because the creature itself also should be delivered from bondage and corruption to the glorious liberty of the children of God. It's going to re release us. Everything about our life is going to get released to the glorious liberty, freedom in Christ. Amen. For we know that whole creation grows and prevails and pain together till now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grow within ourselves, waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of God. It is funny, they call it groaning, I call it whining. Yeah. <laughs> for we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope for what a man sees. Why would you hope for it? How can you hope for something you already see? Yeah. Unless you're envious that somebody else has got it, you ain't got it yet. Yeah. But that's not really a righteous hope, though. Yeah. But if we hope that for what we see not, then we do with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our infirmities where we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knows that what is the mind of the Spirit. And makes, he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So he's going to take care of us if we'll let him. Romans 10.1. Brother, my heart's desire and prayer to God is for Israel, spiritual Israel. Okay? That they might all be saved. Amen. For I bear them record that they have a zeal, an excitement about God, but not according to knowledge. Mm -hmm. They don't have an intimacy yet. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own version of righteousness, have not submitted themselves to the glorious righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes. For Moses described the righteousness which is the law that the man that does those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is faith speaks on this wise, not say in your heart who shall ascend to heaven, that's to bring Christ down, or who shall descend into the deep, that's to bring Christ up from the dead again. What I say, the word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. Why? Because that's where he put it. Yeah. His new covenant. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you shall confess with your mouth Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you too shall be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. Not the head. The heart believes unto righteousness. Amen. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whosoever believes on him shall not be ashamed. Remember we said, there's no shame with those that are walking in the gospel of Christ? Yes. Yeah. You ever see how it's all tied together to say the same thing in a in certain way that it builds a hell of a picture? Mm -hmm. yeah. The scripture says, whoever shall believe in him shall not be ashamed. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord is rich unto all that call of him. Same God for everybody. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord are the ones that shall be saved. 13.11 And that knowing the time that now it is high time to wake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the days at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness or in strife and enmity, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for your flesh and to fulfill the lesser. Make no provision to do the same stupid stuff you've been doing. 1 Corinthians 1, 18. 
For the preaching of the cross to them that perish is foolishness. But uh, them which are saved, preaching is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. So where's the wise, where's the scribe, where's the disputers of the world? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. For the Jews require a sign, the Greeks seek after wisdom. For we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews as the stumbling block, and unto the Greeks it's foolishness. But in them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God, the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Yes. So you see your calling. Remember this calling we talked about? Yes. Brother How, not many wise men, not many mighty, not many no more ever called. So we're in. Because we don't, yeah, okay. Um, but God has chosen the foolish, uh-huh, um, things of the world to confound the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world, uh-huh, to the world to confound the things which are mighty, the base things of the world, oh boy, and the things which are despised, oh yeah. Has God chosen, yes, the things which are not to bring to nothing, those things that are. To go nanner, 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 you thought we didn't count, watch this, boy. And then show who we are in Christ. Because we have a greater reason. Those are forgiven much love much. We have a love for our God because he's going to forgive us for how stupid we were and still forgives us how stupid we are that we can have a life that can blow everybody out of the water. Amen. Amen. That no flesh should ever glory in his presence. But of him, you are in Christ Jesus who of God has made unto us, made unto us wisdom, Amen. righteousness, sanctification, redemption, open the hope chest. That's what's that. Lots of you have hope chest. Maybe you just have a locker. The foot locker is in. <laughs> <clears throat> According to it's written, he that glories, let him glorify the Lord. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because it's not any good in yourself. <laughs> 6 9. And you know not that unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor adulterers, nor adulterers, nor infeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor rivals, nor extortioners shall ever inherit the kingdom of God. Mm. Not happening. No. And such were you sometimes. But now you're washed, you are sanctified. You are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of God. So rise to the occasion. Amen. You've done been fixed already. Then let's go get them. Amen. Amen. Ten one. Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all the fathers were under the cloud, all passed through the sea. They were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and the sea, and they ate all the same spiritual meat. They all did drink the same spiritual drink, but they drank of the spiritual rock and followed them. That rock was Christ. But with them, many of them, God was not well pleased, for they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now, why were they overthrown? Because the things were done for our examples to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they lusted. They were overthrown for their lusts. What did they lust after? They would lust after being idolaters. There were some of them that says, as written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. They, 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 they idol worship. They didn't worship an almighty God that talked to them how to, how to run their lives and be cool about it, right? Neither let them commit fornication. Some of them committed and fell 23,000 one day. Neither let tempt Christ. Some of them who also tempted were destroyed of servants. Neither. Some murmured you. Some of them also murmured were bad and destroyed of the destroyer. Now all of these things happen unto us, or to them for example for us, that they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore let them that think he stands, let him take heed lest he fall. Amen. There's no temptation that's taken you. That's not common to man. But God is in fact faithful, who will not serve you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will, with the temptation, also make a way to escape, that you may be able to bear it and will continue to walk with him. Amen. Not being enticed by our temptations and then taken back to see him conceived and bearing fruit, sin and death. Amen. Wherefore, my dearly beloved, free from adultery, I speak unto you as wise men, 
judge what I say. I'm talking to you guys and you're smart enough to know what I'm talking about and pay attention to it in your own natural life, right? Yes. 15.1. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, was, which was also, which also you have received, and wherein you stand, by which you also were saved if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you believe in vain. If you will keep in memory what I've been telling you and telling you and telling you, then you can walk into salvation. But if you walk out of here and you don't remember what I told you, and you go back doing what you did, it's going to be all bad. For I delivered you a new first of all, which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. He did all that so we could do what? Walk in the light of the circumstances of rising to the occasion, right? Amen. Thank you for this 2.14. Now, thanks be to God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ yes. and make manifest the savor of his knowledge by us. The intimacy we have with God, make it, make it savor for everyone to see the intimacy we have with Christ in every place. For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ to them that are saved and in them that perish. Either way, we help them. We encourage others that are saved that, hey, they're not alone, and we let a whole lot of people that are perishing know that there was another option they could have taken. The one that we are the savor of death and death, we are the savor of life and life. Who is sufficient for these things? For not as many as which corrupt the word of God, but as a sincerity, sincerity unto God, but as unto God, the sight of God we speak in Christ. We're only going to live in sincerity and truth in our God. Amen. In 4.8. So we're troubled every side, yet not distressed, perplexed, not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. Always. I love that word. Yeah. When? Always. So where, where's, where's the time out? There isn't. Always. Bearing about the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus, the life also of Christ might be manifested in our body. That Christ might be seen in us in every moment of the day, even when no one's watching. Yes. For we which live are always going to be delivered unto death for Jesus' sake. If we're going to live, we will be. Amen. That the life of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death works in us, but life works in all of you. Amen. 6-1. We that as workers together with him beseech you, beg you, that you receive not the grace of God in vain. For he said, I have heard of you in a time accepted in the day of salvation. I have succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation for each one of you. Amen. Amen. 7-1. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all the filthiness of the flesh and the spirit, and let's perfect the holiness that's been given to us in the fear of God. Ten three. For we walk, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of our strongholds, to casting down imaginations, and every high thing that's exalted itself between us and the knowledge of our God. Amen. Bringing into captivity every thought now to the obedience of Christ. Watching Christ's obedience become what we need to take our thoughts captive to. So we think like he thought. Amen. And then having a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Says, I got a plan, dude. Galatians 2, 16. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of love, but by the faith of Jesus, even we have believed in Jesus, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ. Amen. And not by the works of the law, by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. But if, while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves are also found sinners, is there for Christ the minister of sin? Nope. Now God forbid. For if I build again the things which I have destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For through the law I am dead to the law that I might live unto God. So I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ 
lives in me. The life of which I now live in the flesh, I live it with the faith of the Son of God. So as I'm living my life today, is the faith of the Son of God becoming evident to all around me? If not, rise to the occasion. Who loved me and gave himself for me. And I'm not going to frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness came by some effort of my own, the law, then Christ was dead in vain. 5.16 This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you should not fill the lust of the flesh. The lust, flesh lusts against the Spirit, the Spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another so that you cannot do the things which would. But if you be led by the Spirit, you cannot... You're not under the law any longer. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, and they are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, violence, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. This is the parents are missing this one, right? Mm-hmm. Of which I have told you before, as I am now going to tell you again in times past, they which do the things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit, if we follow out of that, is love and joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, Against such things there is no law, no way you can do those things. They are, but they that are Christ have crucified the flesh and all the affections of lusts. And if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in that Spirit. Let us not be desirous of selfish glory, provoking one another, envying one another. Let's not, let's not put ourselves in the equation. Amen. Galatians 6, 7. So be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever man sows, that's what he shall reap. For he that sows his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that sows in the spirit shall of the spirit reap everlasting life. So let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them that are in the household of faith. Amen. Ephesians 1.3 Blessed be God the Father, Lord Jesus Christ, who is Blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. In Christ. Amen. According as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Chosen us in Christ. Before the foundation of the world. That he sh- we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Having predestined us according to adoption by, of children by Christ to himself. According to the good tre- pleasure of his own will. To the praise of the glory and of his grace. Where he has made us accepted in the blood. In whom we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the riches of this divine influence his grace, wherein he has abounded towards us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he has purposed within himself. Amen. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both things in heaven, things in earth, but more importantly, all in him. Amen. In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things after the counsel of his own will. So says, my will will be done. I'm going to cause you to become triumphant. So I'm going to call you from wherever you're at all the way through the end. Sooner or later, you're going to get what I'm saying. Whether what, No matter how hard I got to turn the pressure, I'm going to keep turning it up until you get it or quit. But one way that when I get you, you're going to get it and you're going to come in to the glory of his own name, right? Mm-hmm. Predestined according to his own purposes. That we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ, in whom you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, whom also after you believed, you received with the Holy Spirit of promise, which, by the way, is the earnest the down payment of the inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Amen. So where also I am, wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in Jesus and love to all the saints, do I cease not to give thanks to you or for you, making mention of you in all of my prayers. For the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that you might get that spirit of wisdom and revelation and start growing. And the eyes of your understanding might be enlightened, that you may know what's the hope of your calling. 
His calling upon you. And what the riches of the glory of His inheritance is in the saints. That you know what, what we've actually been given inheritance over. To one. Are you, and you, He has quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past you walked according to the course of the world, according to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among whom also we had our conduct in times past, we walked in our lusts of our flesh, concerning the desires of our flesh and of our mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love worth, he loved us. Even when we were dead in sins, he quickened us together in Christ. He didn't just die for our sins. He quickened us to get you want to come out of that world and be following after him. Now you come out of that world and you're in a place to follow after him and you're not following? Hmm. Rise to the occasion. It's time to start following. He has raised us up together because we were quickened together Christ and the grace we've been saved. Raised us up together. Made us to, set together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Christ. The whole world might see just how the divine influence got us there which would be quite a treat. Yeah. Right? Yes. yes. <laughs> it is the grace that has saved us. Right? Yes. yes. Through faith, not of ourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works that any man should boast, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to unto good works which God had before ordained that you and I should walk in them. Amen. Four five. For the prisoner of the Lord beg you that you would walk worthy of the vocation where you've called, with all lowliness and meekness, long suffering, forbearing one another, endeavoring by one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Amen. There's one body, one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, Father of all, who is above all, through all, and in you all. Amen. 417. Now this I say, therefore, and I testify in the Lord that. You, henceforth, walk not as other Gentiles walk in the van of their mind, having their understanding darkened by the alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that's in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lasciviousness, to what are called uncleanness and greediness, but you have not so learned Christ. If so, you have heard him and been taught by him as the truth is in Christ, that you would put off concerning the former conduct of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, be new to the spirit of your mind, that you would put on that new man, which is after God recreated in righteousness and true holiness, and so rise to that occasion. What on that new man? Amen. First Philippians 1.20. According to my earnest expectation and my hope, that in nothing I should be ashamed, but that with all the boldness as always, so also Christ shall be magnified in my body, whether it be life or death. To me, to live is Christ, and to die is in fact gain. But if I live in the flesh, this is the fruit of my labor, yet what I shall choose, I want not. For what am I, a straight between, betwixt two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better for me, but nevertheless to abide the flesh is more needful for you. And having this confidence, I know that I shall abide and continue with you for the furtherance and the joy of your faith, and the rejoicing may be more abundant in Christ Jesus for me by my coming to you again. Only let your conduct be as it's becoming the gospel of Christ. And whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, and you may standing fast, you are standing fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, Amen. and in nothing being terrified by your adversaries, which to them is an evident 
token of perdition that you are not scared of them, you ought to be, right? Mm -hmm. But unto you it's unto salvation that of God. For unto you it's given on behalf of Christ not to only believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. Mm -hmm. 3.1. Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you. To you, to me indeed, is ungrievous, but for you it's safe. Beware of dogs, beware of evil workers, beware of the concision. For we are of the circumcision, which worship God the Spirit, rejoice in Christ Jesus, and made no confidence in our flesh. Though it might have confidence in my flesh, Paul says, if any other man think that he's, where if he has something to trust in or, or boast about, the flesh, I the more. I am circumcised the eighth day, the stock of Israel, tribe of Israel, Hebrew of Hebrews, touching the law, a teacher, a Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching righteousness, which is the law, I was blameless. I was the poster child for a Jew. But those things that were gained to me, I count them as, as a loss that I have Christ. Amen. Yet doubtless I count all things that are lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and I do count them as manure that I may win Christ. I might be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of love, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by the faith of Christ. Amen. That I may know him, the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, and I, may, I might be made conformable to his death. Somehow, by if any means, I might attain to the resurrection of the dead. Not as though I'd already attained, though either were already perfect, but I follow after. If I might apprehend that for which I'm also apprehended of Christ. Christ got a hold of me, now I want to make sure I got a good hold on him. Amen. Brethren, I count not my, myself to already apprehend this one thing, but one thing I do. I forget the things that are behind me, I reach forward to the things which are before, and I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of, of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if any think otherwise be minded, God will even reveal this to us. Nevertheless, wherein we've already attained, let us walk by that same rule, let us bind that same thing. Amen. Amen. Time to get it right. Huh? Yes. yes. Colossians 1.21 And you, that were sometimes alienated enemies in your mind, yes. hmm, Enemies in your mind by the wicked works. Now he's reconciled. Amen. Well, amen meaning let it be so. It already is so. Now let it be so in you. Yes. 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 Okay. In the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. If any of you continue the faith, ground and settled, be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard, which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, made a minister. So now, who now I rejoice in the sufferings for you and fill up that which is behind the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. So I'm not even done yet, he says. I'm still suffering too. Where have I made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me to you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery from which has been hidden for the ages from the generation, but now is made manifest to us his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Whom we preach, warning every man, teaching every man in all wisdom, that we may present every man perfect in Christ Jesus. Where do I also labor? And I strive according to his working, which works in me mightily. And we're trying to get this done. First Thessalonians 5 1. Times and seasons, brethren. I have no need to write unto you, for yourselves know perfect that the day of the Lord is coming as the thief of the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction 
will come upon them, as travail upon a woman that shall, a child that shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness that day should overtake you as a thief. You're all children of the light and children of the day, not of the light nor of the darkness. So let us therefore sleep, not as others, but all of us watch and let us be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night, they are drunk and drunk in the night. But let us, who are the day, be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, for a helmet, the hope of salvation, and for God has not appointed us to rather to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Second Thessalonians 2, 12, 2, excuse me, 2 Thessalonians 1, 2, there we go. Grace be to you, peace of God the Father, Lord Jesus Christ, we're bound to always give thanks to God, brethren, and meet as it's necessary because your faith grows exceedingly. The charity of everyone into a, to, towards you all, towards each other is abounding, so that we ourselves glory in you, the churches of God, for your patience and faith and all the persecutions and tribulations that you're enduring which is the manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that you may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for the things that you're suffering for. So seeing it's a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to trouble you, rest with us. The Lord shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, coming with a flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and then those that did not obey the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh-oh. Who shall be punished with an everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord for the glory of his power, when he shall come to be glorified in his saints and be admired in all of them that believe because your testimony among you was believed in that day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wherefore we pray always for you that your God would count you worthy of this calling to fulfill all the good pleasure of his goodness and the work of faith and power. That the name of the Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you and him according to the place, the grace of God God and the Lord Jesus Christ. You might get all of that. 2.13. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you. To salvation through the sanctification of the Spirit to believe the truth. He's going to cause you to believe the truth. He's going to set you apart. Where do he has called you by the gospel to be obtaining the glory of our Lord Jesus? Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you've been taught, whether by word or by our example. Now, our Lord Jesus Christ, Christ Himself, and God, even our Father, which has loved us and has given us an everlasting consolation, good hope through the grace, good hope through His grace, good Amen. hope Amen. through His grace. Amen. Comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word. First Timothy, two one. I exhort, therefore, that, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of our God, our Savior, who will have all men to be saved, to come to the knowledge of the truth. 2.6. I'm sorry. Timothy 1 6. I'm sorry, 6 6. There you go. First Timothy 6 6. My bad. What happened when I get people distracted all day? People standing talking to me all day yesterday. Root of all evil. Godliness and contempt is great gain. If we run nothing in this world, pretty certain that we're carrying nothing out. Having good, having food and clothing, let us therefore be content. The day which will be rich are going to fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all evil, which is the love of mammon, which is stuff, which all, some have covered after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with 
many sorrows. But you, O man of God, flee these things. Rise to the occasion. Follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness, and fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life wherein you've been called and are a good profession before many witnesses. Rise to the occasion. I give you charge that the sight of God who quickens all things before Christ Jesus and who before Pontius Pilate, which is a good confession, that you would keep this commandment without spot and rebukable until the appearing of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ the second time, which in his times past he shall show you who's the only king or royal, the only king of kings, lord of lords, who only has immortality dwelling in light which no man can approach to, which no man has seen nor can see to, be honor and power everlasting. Amen. Two. Second Timothy 1.6. Wherefore I put you in remembrance, that you stir up the gift of God was in you by the putting on my hand. Yeah. Pull out that anointing I placed upon you. Mm. Many, many years ago. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, and love, and of a sound mind. Amen. So be you therefore not ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor me, his prisoner, but be a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to the, his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ before the world began. But now he's being manifest by the appearing of our Savior, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Amen. To Eight. Remember that Jesus Christ, the seed of David, was raised from the dead according to my gospel. Wherefore I suffer troubles and evil doer, even the bonds, but my word is not bound. Therefore I endure all things for the like sake that I may obtain the salvation which is the Christ Jesus with eternal glory. It's a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, then he will also deny us. But if we believe, not he yet is going to abide faithful because he cannot deny himself. These things put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they would strive not about words to no problem, but the sorting of hearers. Mm-hmm. Study, show yourself approved, and, uh, approved unto God and work with the need not be ashamed, but rightly divide the word of truth. Amen. Shun those profane, vain babblings, because they're going to increase, increase to more and more in godliness. Mm-hmm. And their word will eat as does the canker whom Hymenus and Philetus, who concerning the truth, have erred, save the resurrection past already and overthrew the faith of some. Nevertheless, the foundation of God. Stand sure, having this seal. The Lord knows them that are his, and every one that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Mm-hmm. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and earth, some to honor, some to dishonor. But if a man therefore will purge himself from these things, he shall be a vessel and to honor, sanctified, meet for the master's use, prepared for every good work. Mm-hmm. So flee youthful lusts. Youthful lusts and follow after righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call upon the Lord out of pure heart. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid knowing that they're going to cause strife. And the gender, excuse me, the servant of the Lord must not strive and be gentle to all men, apt to teach and be patient. So in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves, and perhaps God will give them repentance to the knowledge of the truth, that they may recover themselves out of the servant of the devil, who has taken them captive at his own will. Mm-hmm. Titus 2.11. For the grace of God that brought salvation has appeared to all men. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, godly in this present world, so we should rise to the occasion, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of, of the great God and our Savior Jesus, Amen. who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise you. Put them all into mind to be subject to principalities and powers to obey magistrates, to be ready to every good work, 
to speak evil of no man, but be not brawlers, but gentle, showing all meekness unto all men. But we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceiving, deceived, serving diverse lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy and hateful and hating one another. But after that, the kindness and the love of God our Savior towards man appeared, not by works of righteousness, but we have done, but according to his mercy, God saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing by the Holy Ghost, which he shed upon each one of us abundantly through Christ Jesus our Savior, being justified by this grace that we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So this is a fable saying, these things I will that you would affirm constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and they're profitable unto men. But avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and strivings about the law, because that's just going to cause more. They're going to become more unprofitable and more selfish or vain. Mm -hmm. Hebrews 2.9. We see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should raise, taste death for everyone. Everyone. And it became him for whom are all things, by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect in sufferings. For both he that is sanctified and those that are sanctified are all one. For he, this cause, he is not ashamed to call them brothers, saying, I will declare your name to my brother in the midst of the church. I will sing praise to thee. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, I will behold, I am the children which God has given to me. Ten nineteen. Having brethren, having therefore brethren, boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he has consecrated for us through the veil that's to save his flesh, having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart, full assurance of faith, giving our hearts sprinkled, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful to his promise. And let us consider one another to provoke, provoke them to love and good works. Not forsaking the assembling ourselves together as a matter of some is, but exhorting one another as so much more as you see the day approaching. So rise yeah. to the occasion. James yeah. 1 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you're falling into diverse temptations, knowing this that the trying of your faith can work patience. But patience, let her have a perfect work to be perfectly entire, wanting nothing. And even like wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives all men liberally and braids not, and it should be given to him. But he, let him ask, let him ask in faith, nothing wavers. He that wavers like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think he's going to receive anything of God. A double-minded man is going to be unstable in all of his ways. Verse 12, blessed then is that man that endures that temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised all of them that, that love him. Amen. So let no man say that when he is tempted, though I'm tempted of God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, neither does he tempt any man. But every man is tempted when he's drawn away his own lust, and then he's enticed. Then when lust is conceived, it brings forth sin and death, and therefore... Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift, every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variable, neither shadow of turning. Amen. His own will that he help us be born again with a word of truth that we should be kind of a first fruits of his creatures. 4-1. Sam. For whence come wars and fightings among you? Do not come even from the lust of your war and your members. The lust you have not. You kill, you desire to have, you cannot obtain, you fight more and have not because you ask not. And then when you do ask, you receive it not because you ask to miss. That somehow you might consume it upon your lusts. You adulterers and adulteresses, knowing not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God, so whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. You think that scripture says in vain, the spirit that dwells in us lusts to envy, but he gives more grace, wherefore he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So submit yourselves therefore unto God and resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, God will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Be, be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. 
Humble yourselves, therefore, in the sight of God, and he shall lift you up. First Peter 1.3. Blessed be God the Father, Lord Jesus Christ, which according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again and again and again into a living hope by the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. Amen. To an inheritance that's incorruptible and defiled, fades not away, reserved in heaven for you. We're kept by the power of God through faith and salvation ready to be revealed this last time. Wherein it is greatly rejoiced, though now for a season, if you need be, you're in heaven is through manifold temptations and trial of your faith, being much more precious than that of gold which perishes, though be tried in fire, might be found in the praise and honor and glory of the Spirit of Jesus. Amen. Whom having not seen you love, and whom though you still see him not, yet you believe. You rejoice with the joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. And you receive the end of your faith, even the salvation of your soul. So rise to the occasion. Verse 13. Wherefore, Gird the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that should be brought unto you, the revelation of Christ. As obedient children, not fashion yourselves according to the former lust and ignorance. But as he which has called you is holy, be so holy all manner of conduct. But it is written, Be you holy, for I am holy. And if you call upon the Father, who without respect the person judges according to every man's work, pass your time of living here in fear, reverence. For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver or gold from the vain conduct received by the traditions from your fathers, but you were you were received or set apart, redeemed with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish, without spot, who truly was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but as but was manifest these last times just for you. Amen. Who by him you do believe in God, that you raised him from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and your hope might be in God and God alone. Three eight. Finally, be all one mind, not finally, but close. Having compassion to one another, love is present, be pitiful and be courteous. Not rendering evil for evil, railing for any but contrary wise blessing, knowing that you are called thereunto that you might receive and inherit a blessing too. Amen. For he that will love life, see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil, and his lips that may speak with no deceit or guile. Let him eschew evil and do good, and let him seek peace and ensue it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. But you, who is he that will harm you if you be followers of that which is good? Nobody. But, and if you suffer for righteousness' sake, they're righteous sake, happy are you. Be not afraid, therefore, the terror, neither be troubled, but sanctify the Lord your God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks you why you got hope that's in you, especially with the meekness and the fear. Have a good conscience that they would speak evil of you as evildoers. They may be ashamed if they falsely accuse your good conduct in Christ. For it's better for the will of God be so that if you suffer for well-doing than if you were then for evil-doing. But Christ has also once suffered for sins, and the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but yet quickened by the Spirit as he will also quicken us. Amen. 4.1. For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind, for he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. Mm -hmm. That he who no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of the men, but from now on to the will of God. For the time past for life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness, lusts, excess wines, revelings, banquetings, abominable idolatries, wherein they think it strange you would not run with them anymore. And so they speak evil of you. Who shall give an account to them that is ready to judge the quick of the dead? <laughs> Me, so I'm ready to give an account for my life, don't you? <laughs> for this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead, that might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the Spirit. So the end of all things is at hand. Be therefore sober and watch in your prayer, but above all these things have fervent or passion, charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover a multitude of sins. Amen. Use hospitality one to another without grudging. As every man has received the gift, let him so minister the same one to another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Or yes. mm -hmm. 12. Well, thinking about strangeness concerning the fiery trial was trying you, as though some strange thing had happened to you. 
rejoice in as much as you are partakers of Christ, something that you, when his glory shall be revealed, may be glad also with sin and joy. But if you be reproached for the name of the Christ, happy are you for the spirit of the Christ, happy for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part is evil spoken of, but on your part is glorified. So Amen. let some of you suffer as evil. Let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer <clears throat> or as a busybody in some other man's affairs. Amen. Yet if any man suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. Let him go glorify God on this behalf. Amen. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. If it's going to begin with us, what should be the end of those that did not obey the gospel? Uh-oh. And scarcely the righteous be saved. Where shall the ungodly the sinner appear? Therefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit their keeping of their soul to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Amen. Two, one, chapter, Second Peter chapter 1, 3. According to his divine power has given to us all things <clears throat> that <clears throat> all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue whereby we are given to us exceeding great precious promises that by these you might become partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption and sent the world through lust. Amen. Besides these things, I want you to add and give diligence to your faith, virtue. And then to virtue, I want you to add knowledge. And to knowledge, I want you to add temperance. To temperance, add patience. And to patience, godliness. Godliness, brotherly kindness. And brotherly kindness, add charity. For if these things be in you and they abound, they will make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and our Savior Jesus. But he that lacks these things is blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he's been purged from his old sins. So wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and your election sure, for if you do these things, you shall never fall. Amen. For an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly to the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and our Savior Jesus. Amen. First John 2.1 Yeah. My little children, these things I write to you that you would sin not. <clears throat> and if any of you... <clears throat> Happen to sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the, the righteous. And he's a replacement for our sins and not ours only, but also the propitiation of the sins of the whole world. So hereby we do know that we know him, we keep his commandments, if we keep his commandments. He also said that if I know him and keep not his commandments, is a liar and that truth is not in him. But whoso keeps the commandments and his word in him truly is the love of God perfected. And hereby we know that we are in him. He that says he abides in him ought then walk even as Christ walked. Yes. 15. Love not the world nor the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father cannot be in him. For he that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world's going to pass away, and the lust thereof. But he that does the will of God shall abide forever. You want to abide forever, then change your way of living. Rise to the occasion. Let that therefore, verse 24, abide in you, which you've heard from the beginning. And if you've, what you've heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you shall continue the Son and the Father and the Son. And this promise that he has promised us even eternal life. These things I have written unto you concerning them and try to seduce you. But the anointing which you have received of him abides in you and you need not that any man teach you but the same anointings teach you of all things and truth. There's no lie. Even as has taught you, you shall abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him. And when he shall appear, you may have confidence not being ashamed before him at his coming. Because if you know that he is righteous, you also know that everyone does righteousness is then born of him. Mm -hmm. yes. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. Therefore, the world knows us not, because it knew him not. The worldly people are not going to understand who we are or what we're about. Beloved, now we are, in fact, children of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for he shall, we shall see him as he is. He will have finished the work. Amen. And Amen. he's got a big job ahead of him, some of you. Yes. But he shouldn't. You can just decide not to do that anymore. We'll be good. Yes. Amen. Beloved, now... We are the children of God, not a pure we shall be. We shall see him as he is, right? Yes, yes. And every man that has this hope in him purifies himself, even in his spirit, you would purify yourself. 
18. My little children, let's not love and word either time, but deed and truth. Hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before him. If our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and we know all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, though, then we have a confidence towards our God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of him because we keep the commandments and do those things which are as pleasing in his sight. And this is his commandment, that we should believe in the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us that commandment. And he that keeps his commandment, this commandment here, he dwells in him and he in turn dwells in you. And hereby we know that he abides in us because we have the spirit that he's given to us. So we know the difference. Yes. Jude 17, we're done. But beloved, remember you the words which were spoken before the gospel, our apostles' word, Jesus Christ, how they told you there would be mockers in the last time who should not walk after, that they should walk after their own ungodly lust. These be they who separate themselves, central, having, having not the spirit, but you, you, you rise Amen. to the occasion, beloved. Amen. Building up yourselves with holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keeping yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord and Savior Jesus unto eternal life. Amen. And others saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire. Some have compassion, making a difference. Others saved them out of fear, pulling them out of the fire, even hating the garment spot of the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever, and let it be so. So Father, we thank you. You are, once again, an amazing an amazing God and you've done some miraculous things in our lives and we're looking at today about what it looks like to arise to these occasions that have been given to us. And we pray Lord Jesus that you would constantly come through with us and help us in all these things that um, you would not only ask us to rise to the occasion but you'd be with us in that effort to arise and knowing Lord God that your will being done in our life is one of the greatest things that we could ever imagine if we'll just open up our hearts and let you in. So we give you thanks, we give you praise, we give you honor and glory for all that we're doing. Pray it all today in the precious, precious name of Jesus. Amen, amen. Amen. amen.